There is an indication, as we just heard in the news, that the Tokyo Olympics may be postponed. Many think they should be canceled. One thing's for sure, Canada will not be sending athletes. It's hard for us to navigate everything that we need to do just to live our lives, but our heart goes out to athletes who've been training and training and training for those moments that bring us glory as a nation. And joining us is an athlete who knows this. Perdita Felician was the 2003 world champion in the 100-meter hurdles and then again the world indoor champion the next year in the 60-meter hurdles. I would like to welcome Perdita Felician. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Arlene. All right. As somebody who trained for the Olympics, how do you feel? On the one hand, you know, there's our country saying, no, thank you. Life is important. On the other hand, it is life for many of these athletes. Yeah, I think the um, there's shockwaves being sent through Canadian, the Canadian Olympic community this morning. It's uh, it seems like a mixed bag. There's some athletes who are like, "Why can't we wait?" Others who feel like the decision should have not been the COCs to make; it should have been theirs. And then there are others who stand firmly uh, behind the COC, the Canadian Olympic Committee. Um, in their decision not to send Canadian athletes. But the truth is, the year for most athletes, most Olympians, is already a wash, meaning a lot of their competitions, their Olympic qualifiers are cancelled. They can't train safely or, or effectively. And for any of them to have to pick between their health, you know, public health, and their pursuit of excellence or a gold medal, I think is unfair right now. This goes beyond sport, what we're facing. It is. So many people are giving up so many things here. It is, you know, getting our our minds wrapped around this. And it is really disappointing, though. It's also a lot of money to train. You know, I've I've been involved in the equestrian community for a very long time. And I know people who've been on those teams and how expensive it is. And it's the same for anybody who's training. There's a financial aspect to this. Well, well, there is, and if you know a lot of these athletes, they're not they're not rich by any means. And if you're not mm. training, you're not performing, you're not competing, you aren't earning money, and you aren't eating. So economically, it's going to be devastating for for many of them, and it will take years and years to recoup if they ever. There's also the fact that you know this date has been set for years, and so as an athlete, you've been trained and peaking for that specific date on the Olympic yeah. calendar. And you're going to miss out on that. And the fact is there are athletes right now, this is their one shot, and it's now gone. Others who, this is their swan song. So this is their last Olympic hurrah. They're retiring or they're, they're putting away their, you know, their competitive endeavors after this Olympic cycle. And that's already snuffed out for them, you know, because of COVID-19. You know, put yourself in their shoes for a minute. Let's go back to your time. What what would you have what would have gone through your mind if this was announced before your moment? You know what? Right now, the the retired athlete in me and the broadcaster is like perfect decision, right decision. Yeah, I know. But I was now, thinking that. Yeah, but you're asking me to jump back into that, and I've I've actually yeah. not even tried not to, but let me do it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I emotionally, I think it would be devastating. And you have to understand that most athletes, the Olympians especially, the pinnacle of our, our career is the Olympic Games. Once every four years. NBA championships every year. NHL championships every year. Stanley Cup, great. We don't get that opportunity. It's a quadrennial. And so the wait for the next one, it might be next year. It might be another four years. We don't know. So for me, I would feel 
cheated if this next scenario happens. If the Canadian Olympic Committee and Paralympic committees have said Canadian athletes are, aren't going. But what happens, Arlene, if the COC says, fine, you're not coming, we don't care, the rest of the world is coming. As an Olympian, mm-hmm. a Canadian Olympian sitting at home yeah. watching this, how devastating would that be? Because here's the thing I know about Olympians, because I am one, is we are steely and we are stubborn. And we will train with limbs broken and torn hamstrings and the threat of a virus. We would still compete. We would still go. And the fact that you know that opportunity is gone is a really heartbreaking reality. But the truth of the matter is, this is bigger than sports. This mm-hmm. goes beyond sports. Imagine going to Tokyo and coming back. I can't. And, yeah, right. And bringing it back to your communities or coming back. I think we would feel worse for that. And right now, we are being global citizens and not just people in search of an Olympic dream. There's loss on both sides, as you say. There's loss if you'd gone and you'd come back and you knew there was always about a big hunk of people who went, hmm, what'd they do that for? Uh, On the other hand, as you're saying, you know, you know, and if those Olympics go through, and it is my opinion, they should not. Mm -hmm. But if they do, to watch someone grab your medal. (laughs) To know that they're in the history books, for gosh sake. Exactly. And here's the thing. If you ask any Olympian right now, if they would go, they would be very torn and very mixed about it. The fact that the COC has taken that decision and and made it easier, I don't even know if easier is the word, the fact that they've now said no, it it takes away the strain and stress of having to train or figure things out in your home. And the fear of the IOC saying, oh, there's an Olympics, and you know you aren't fit and perfect. However, to your point, you will now be watching essentially a competition where you could have meddled. You could have heard your your nation's anthem. But the truth is, this Olympics, there will be an asterisk there if they do proceed. And I agree with you, they should not, but I have a feeling that they will. They'll be postponed, but they won't be canceled, and they will go through. It could be September, it could be October, it will go through, is my opinion. But I feel like watching it, knowing that it hasn't been an equal playing field for all athletes, because they're not competing in their in their lead events, they're not in the in, in prime shape, they're not being able to get their therapies. But still watching them get that medal or performing, and you are sitting at mm-hmm. home, even though it's the right decision, even though it is the best cause, it's still going to be hard to swallow that. The pain Just... to me would not be different. Oh, knife edge pain yeah. there. Yeah. And you know what? I, I want to say one thing. Final final thing I want to throw at you. You know, I've, yeah. I've covered an Olympic Games before. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I mean, I know people who have been on teams. I've interviewed so many Olympic athletes, and I have such an admiration. I love that, yeah. getting inside people's minds and the thing that yeah. you just described. But the IOC has been on fire, under the gun, year after year mm-hmm. after year thinking of the money we've we've had to work within ourselves to care about the ioc over things that we have learned is the ioc not somehow on trial here they're on trial but to me they've been on trial for a while and yes eloquently stated you know the russian systemic doping issue that came Mm -hmm. to light a few years ago they really just slapped Russia on the wrist when it came out that they were cheating the world's athletes. They were just, uh, they've been doing it for years. So to me, they've been on trial and they've shown they don't have strong leadership. And here's what's happened. So the IOC has said, give us four weeks to decide what we're going to do. All right. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. take four weeks to make this decision because if you look at the way COVID is going and it's excelling, 
by July when the Olympics start, July 24th, we won't be out of this thing. So federations like Australia are saying, athletes of Australia, Olympians of Australia, you're not going. Canada was the first country to say, Olympians and athletes of our nation, you're not going, which has effectively taken some of the power away from the IOC. Now, Mm -hmm. if we see the United States of America who we know has a huge piece of this Olympic pie, stand in solidarity with Australia and Canada, that is when you'll see the IOC come and drop to its knees. But to me, we are leaders, and I applaud the Canadian Olympic Committee and Paralympic Committees for what they've done. But truthfully, I see the IOC saying, yeah, Canadians not there, Australians not there. We were the leaders in the Dublin inquiry. Exactly. And where the heck did that get us? Not not very far. And 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 again, thirty billion dollars Japan has spent on these Olympics over seven years. The logistical nightmare of postponing them, let alone canceling them, is something Japan and the IOC do not want to face mm. or figure out. But what they should do is figure it out. Money. It's always the same with the IOC. It is money. Perdita, how great to have you here. I'm sorry to ask you to step into that mindset, but um, I I think you yeah. you took you took us there. Thanks kindly. I took a chance. My pleasure, Arlene. Talk soon. All right. Cheers. Perdita bye-bye. Felician, bye-bye, is a world champion here in the 100-meter hurdles for Canada Olympian.